You're listening to Baking to the B-Movies with Ashley and Steph, broadcasting from the woods of Western Massachusetts. They're here to talk about the beautiful, the gory, the nonsensical, and of course, mostly bad horror filmmaking that we all know and love, while creating recipes inspired by these wonderful abominations. You can follow Baking to the B-Movies on Instagram, at Baking to the B-Movies, and on Twitter at Baking to Be Movies. These ladies dig deep into these movies, and some of the topics covered are disturbing. So this is your spoiler warning and explicit content warning. Listener discretion is advised. Now onward to good food, good friends, and movies so bad they literally cannot stop talking about them. Baking to, to the, the B-movies. B-movies. My name is Ashley. My name is Steph. <laughs> Steph the robot, evidently. <laughs> it's <laughs> not my face. Uh... <laughs> Thank you all so much for being here with us today. Always a pleasure to be in the studio with you, Steph. Um, let's just get down to the usual nonsense. The you can hit the nitty gritty. We are available wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Instagram at Baking to the B Movies and Twitter slash X slash Hellhole Site at Baking <laughs> to B Movies. <laughs> you can find us there. Um, Steph, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Pretty pretty well why not great why not excellent just pretty well it's a very busy time and i'm very exhausted <laughs> yeah, yeah i hear that um what was i gonna say we we were just looking at the doppler at the time we were recording this we were watching we were. the apocalypse, the apocalypse is slowly is up, slowly coming upon us <laughs> slowly approaching us we are going to be in the red zone in a couple hours with the severe yeah. thunderstorm another another wonderful day in new england um yeah i'm i'm so excited for today's movie I know, you keep talking about it, and I was actually quite impressed. Impressed? (laughs) Yeah, because usually the movies you pick are the crappy 3D movies that came out in the early 2000s. Well, yeah. And you love them. I love those. Which are so bad. This movie, however... Is one of the older ones this, that you're a big fan of. I, I love... When you said you wanted to do this, I was like, yeah. Yeah, I... All right. I love I'm this down. movie. Um, I love the cast. I love the premise. The execution leaves a little bit to be desired, but mm-hmm. I do I do genuinely love this movie, and I'm very, very excited to get into it. Um, but before we do that, we do have to backtrack just a little bit, because... Last week, our not last week, but our last episode, I should say, our season four premiere was Sharknado, and I had prepared Glorious. <laughs> Glorious. Um, what a way to start a season. I know. I, we have a lot of really Super, fun things. We have a lot of fun ones coming up this yeah. season. I'm I think very like, excited about our uh, set list. Um, yeah, we have we have a really good a really good season ahead. Um, and I mean we're we're off to a, a strong start. Sharknado was super fun. This movie's super fun. Um, but for Sharknado, I had made classic New England style lobster rolls. I was like lobster lobster rolls. <laughs> I I prepared everything. You and Andy, all you had to do was just sit. 
and I put oh, the great. I put I put I put everything in in the bun and put it in front of you with my like yes chef like <laughs> right right. I don't consider myself a chef anymore. I go by the name of Saucier. So let's just let's just let, you know we'll get that rolling. So hashtag Saucier. <laughs> Saucying, saucying to the B movies. Yeah. Um, so I, I had my, I had my yes chef like, all right, plates down, hands up moment last <laughs> yeah. week with the lobster rolls. Um, how, how would you rate them? What did you think? I mean, it was a lobster and mayonnaise on bread. It was awesome. Okay. It was very good. That could be hit or miss. It was very good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's something magical about cold water lobsters. Oh, it's... Like, it's just so incredible. And that's really the, like, this is the only time of year that I ever can eat. I mean, I can eat lobster anytime. Anytime. anytime but but... Some, summer is the quintessential season for, you know, crustaceans, if you will. And lobster rolls, specifically. Yes. So, like, I... The lobster they're rolls, like one of my scallop rolls. I'll eat it all. I don't care. I'll, like, I'll eat it Oysters. right now. <laughs> I don't had oysters i love oysters i don't think i've ever had them i'll have to take you out for some oysters i would love that i you know like on all my on all my like trashy reality television like all the all the women you know before they get into like a fight where they're like insulting each other's husbands and careers and (laughs) and intellect they're always eating oysters at like fancy places and i'm like this seems like the perfect like i want to sit i want to sit across from from you at a table and eat an oyster and be like, well, my designer bag is real. And like, it's like, it's like a petty fight about nothing. While well, eating oysters. While well, eating oysters. I can um, dig it. All right. We'll add that to the list of things to do before the summer's <laughs> over. Um, Steph, this movie, um, this is, like I said, I'm, I'm very excited to talk about this. And this is one of my, one of my favorite horror movies. I think maybe one of Mr. Stephen King's favorite horror movies as he's well. A big, he's a big fan of this yes. one. Yeah. Um, do you want to, I think we can just get into this one. Do you want to tell, <laughs> do you want to tell the audience which movie we're talking yes. about today? 1979 Seminole, a Seminole classic? Taurus Trap. Oh my God. I'm so excited. So it's, so great. It's so great. Um, starring, and I have, I have like a really like, I don't want to say an emotional connection to this movie, but <laughs> yeah, but my Was dad. It all that time you spent in Macy's. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I've seen some shit. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen like little kids, like you know, I've seen like little boys like peeking under the mannequins' dresses oh, and stuff. Lovely. Yeah, because I, you know. Um, but this movie, I, I have kind of like an emotional connection with this movie because my dad, growing up, was a huge fan of The Rifleman. That was like one of his favorite shows like to watch ever. Yeah. Um, and this movie stars The Rifleman himself, the late, great Chuck Connors. Yep. Um, it also has the late, great Tanya Roberts from Charlie's Angels, uh, yes. that 70s show. I think yes. she plays Donna's, Donna's mom? mom. Donna's mom on that 70s show. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Jocelyn Jones, uh, Don Jeffrey, Don Jeffrey, I believe is, is Don Jeffrey. Yes. Um, any, any other standout names that you can think of? It's an older movie. It is an older movie, but we got the great Linnea Quigley. Yes. But she's uncredited and I think she's only like a mannequin or something (laughs) from my research. Yes. You know, I love her. Yeah, she's wonderful. Pumpkinhead 2, Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Yes. She was just like one of the souls in his chest. Yep. Sorority babes and the slime bowl baller, uh, slime ball bolorama. Just like a B movie queen. Yeah, Return of the it. Living Dead, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Like the list goes on. I love her. Oh my god! And this movie too is the perfect length. It's an hour and a it half. It is. It's great. It could have been trimmed down just a little bit at certain parts, but I, I think it's a little. It's a little talky. Yeah. Like it's kind of. 
I'm not going to say dull, but there's some parts that could have easily been cut out. Yeah, you know? yeah. But this is this is one of the greats, and I know that you also have a great recipe that you prepared that we'll talk about at the end. Um, so I think, and I always say this, I think we can just dive right into it. <laughs> um, yes, we do. Yes. Um, so cool. So let's just go. I guess. <laughs> so I, I do want to say one of my favorite things is like you know a lot of movies in the '70s. The opening credits are always a little lengthy. Like you know it, it takes because they they get into like the key grips and everything at the beginning rather than the end. Um, and the music that they're playing during the credits, I'm like, I can't tell it's if it's like, it's like goofy, but like, I think that was, <laughs> I think that was a thing in the seventies. Just like that weird, like yeah. animatronic puppetry music, like, yeah, like you're I think watching. it was like kind of like comical, like yeah. animated almost. Yeah. You know? And I was sitting there and I'm like, I haven't watched this in so long, but I was sitting there and I was like, this is the right movie, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think this is the right movie because this, this music that's leading into it is just so comical and like i feel like i'm ready to watch like a, a puppet show so yeah. which i mean obviously yeah, yeah you, you, i very well could be um so the movie starts with we have um someone with as, as many horror movies do someone has encountered some car trouble <laughs> Um, yes, yes, yes. But the car trouble doesn't happen on screen. They're already having the car trouble, like, as the movie starts. Right. Like, so, we have uh, Eileen, I believe. Eileen, yes. Just hanging out, sunbathing, and her boyfriend, Woody, Woody is already off walking to find a gas station. Yes. And that's where we start. Well, that's I, where we start with our uh, story. I, I believe that, like, one of the tires has blown out, and he has yes, a spare, but it needs one. air. Because yes. it's not going to run. So, yeah, because he was walking down the road with the tire. Yeah, he's got the tire. He's put, and it, I mean, they're in, like, the desert. And they are just, yeah. like, he's she, she's sunbathing. He's pushing this, this half-empty tire along with him to fill it with air. Yeah. As, again, so, you know, there's car trouble. That's always, like, a, a thing with horror movies. But also the gas, gas station <laughs> that he comes across. <laughs> Love it. Classic. Um, Woody comes across a gas station, which I didn't notice any gas pumps, which I thought was kind of funny. Like, no, it looked more like a general store type of deal. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. Not necessarily a gas store, but maybe a gas station, but maybe, like, a convenience store. Right. Which could also have, you know, the air machines for tires, I suppose. Yeah. But you don't really see anything. And... Clearly, this gas station slash convenience store is completely desolate. Yeah, it's, it's abandoned. Abandoned. And it's obvious that it's abandoned. But yet, what does he do? Goes in. He still goes in. Is like, hello? Yeah. Is anybody here? Like, obviously, nobody is here, buddy. And <laughs> and the third, the third like, horror movie trope that we get within, like, a two-minute period mm-hmm. is what every... And it's usually specifically white people in horror movies that do this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, ju- it's just a thing that we do. But when, when he's like, hello... Hello, could I get some help? And no one answers him. What does he do? Snoops. Has to go snooping. Has to go snooping. Has to go, has to go poke in his fucking nose where yeah. it doesn't belong. Yep. And that's always the downfall. Yeah. Yeah. Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> so he, you know, he starts like poking around this abandoned, clearly abandoned. There's, it's not even like. There's nothing on the shelves. There's yeah, exactly. Like, I don't think I saw a cash register. There's nothing. There's literally nothing. This is an empty building. There's nothing in it at all. There's a counter. That's it. You know, and then there's, like, you know, a couple of rooms in the back or something. Yeah, there's no indication that maybe, like, the person that works there is, like, stepping away or at lunch yeah, or whatever. There's it's just, nothing. there's nothing. nothing. But that's not going to stop Woody. Nope. He's going to snoop. Yep. And he goes into one of the back rooms of this, like, gas station slash diner slash convenience store, whatever it used to be. And he finds what appears to be, like, an abandoned, like, bedroom. Um, yeah, st- uh, storage, storage room, room something, something like that. that. Um, 
And again, it's it's empty. I mean, there's like a dresser. There's some furniture in there's there. There's some furniture. Like, there, is there a closet? There's a closet, I think yeah. there's a closet. There's, there's a dresser. Yeah. Maybe there, there's a couple of other things, like just random objects lying around. Right. But like, he, he catches a glimpse of what he thinks is like a sleeping woman. Like, yes. you see like the top of a head. Yeah. And, you know, at, at which point... I would be like, oh, it's a vagrant. Like, I should probably go. Probably leave. I'm I just going to turn around and before just, anything, you know. Before I, before I set starts. off a series of unfortunate events. Yes. <laughs> and But Woody is, of course, the quintessential white man in a horror movie. Yeah. So, and he's snooping, and he's in a place where he shouldn't be. And he goes up to what he assumes is a sleeping, napping, resting woman. And he's like, excuse me, ma'am. And as soon as he, like, rests a hand on it to get to get its attention, to get her attention. This thing springs up, and it is a mannequin, like, dummy head with, like, a wig, and it's laughing maniacally. Yes. And I, and it was so, like, unsettled. Is this where, like, is that where the first part you see the mouth, like, drop? Yes. There, there's, there's a, a few. Super, it's well, super, there a few. There's a, there is a bunch throughout right. the movie, but this is the first time you see it. Yeah. And it's actually super creepy. It's super unsettling looking. Yeah. Um, I'll like put a picture on it. I'll, I mean, let's, let's be honest. Mannequins are unsettling anyway. Yeah. I mean, we, <laughs> so we had done Silent Hill, uh, Silent Hill Revelation yeah. last season and there's that whole mannequin monster and that was maybe one of the scarier parts of the movie because yes. mannequins are fucking are weird. They're super weird. super weird. Um, uh. So this mannequin like shoots up, it's head, uh, it's mouth drops open, it's like cackling. Cackling maniacally. Woody's like, oh, I have, Im- I immediately regret this decision. I yeah. made a huge mistake and yeah. he goes to leave but the door slams behind yes. him and he cannot get out. And he goes to the window that is open in the room, and that slams shut just as he's about to get to it. And there is another, like, mannequin that crashes through the other window on the other side, and its head Mm. is on the ground, and the mouth opens, and it's laughing maniacally. Um, There's a dresser that is closed, but Woody goes to, like, open a closet door, and this other mannequin comes shooting out. Yep. And they're all, and that one was, like, had the, like, weird deformed face, and that was deeply unsettling. And, of course, the thing that's killing me is, like, they're all laughing. They're all just, like, got this, like, weird, like, (laughs) like, this weird cackle. And then, like, things start flying around the room, right? Right? So, well, Woody Woody finds a crowbar on the ground, which... Putting myself in this position, which I hope to never be in, but I, I very well could end up this way because I'm one of those idiots that's but, like, an abandoned building? Like, right, <laughs> let's, let's go. <laughs> I'm a white woman. Let me go snoop. <laughs> yeah, let me go snoop and see what I can find. Um, he finds his crowbar, and rather than like... Break sm- the window open? <laughs> break the window open, smash the mannequins to bits. I'd, I, I, would, I would be stomping those things into dust yeah i mean he tries to open the door with it yes like he tries to get out which is is not working and he doesn't like hit the he doesn't hit the doorknob like he he's like punching a hole with the crowbar through the through the plywood um to like reach to reach out and try to open the door Mm. and of course as we all suspected would happen he manages to get a hole through the door puts his hand through but something grabs him and he can't move yep and he's like, let me go, let me go. And meanwhile, these things are all like, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and things start flying around the room. Like the dresser opens and there's like some empty jars like in the, the, in the dresser. Hangers maybe. Hangers. Like there's yeah, just like, like random, random objects. Yeah. And these things are getting thrown at, at Woody. So like glass jars are getting thrown. At one point there is a knife in this dresser and that goes yes. like flying, flying and it like misses his head by like a couple of inches. Yep. Um, 
And again, these things, <laughs> so clearly like these mannequins, or so we think, are controlling what's happening in this room. There is like another metal pipe on the ground. Yeah. And, you know, we see that like start to lift. It's like, you know, shaking in the air, like like someone's using telekinesis to pick up this pipe. Woody can't get out. His arm is stuck. He can't get the door open. He's trying to get the door open. Yeah. He's struggling. And that pipe goes right, right through, through him. him. Right through him. Yep. Um, and uh, that's the end of Woody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's so. how the movie starts. Yeah, um, I mean, off to a good start, it's, right? It's off a very, to a good start. It's a very good start. Um, um, meanwhile, while yes. this is happening, yes. the rest of their friends. So we have, what, Becky, Molly, and Jerry? Yes. And Dylene. I'm, no, well, Eileen is the so one that's already with Woody. Eileen was the one that okay. was with Woody. Yes, She's right. sunbathing. I, right. There's, there was five of them. Right. Okay, so we have Becky, Molly, and Jerry. They pull up in another car. Yeah, they found her and, you know, it's like, oh, what's going on? And she's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And then they go, actually go off to find Woody. Yeah, so they realize, like, okay, Woody, Woody left. He hasn't come back. This tire cannot be fixed on this car that Eileen's in. Eileen, hop into my souped up jeep thing, thing. whatever that whatever thing, thing yeah. was, i'd totally drive one of those that thing was sick um, <laughs> i've seen those what i don't understand is how like or why the windshield like folds down yeah like i i would i feel like i need a windshield yeah one of my <laughs> one of my favorite things too about this movie and I, I feel like this is like kind of an ongoing theme throughout this film is that everybody is i mean this is a 1979 movie i'm assuming it was filmed in like 1978 1979 Everybody's very like seventies dressed. Yes. Like the the girls all have like the short shorts and the tube like tops. the tube tops <laughs> and like the wedge like the wedge yeah. platform. Yeah. But then you have Molly. I know. And Molly she looks like she's right out of Amish country. I was gonna say who, who <laughs> She's wearing like a hat that has like a strap like around her yeah, chin. Yeah. <laughs> like, she I'm like, she Whoa. looks like she looks like like if something I, out of like House she, on the Prairie, Little yeah, House on the Prairie. You know, she, I, like the only thing I could think of, I forget the movie, but it's like Meryl Streep like gardening. It's like a Meryl <laughs> Streep gardening outfit. It's like a long, like a long white dress. This like this brimmed it's like, hat. That, it's like floral print. Yeah, like the only buttons thing, down the front. Yeah, the old, like up to her neck. Yeah, the only collar. thing that's missing is like fucking zinc on her nose. Like to you know <laughs> what I mean? She like, and I'm just like, okay, well that's that's the outcast in the group, evidently. Like. That's, that's the good girl. Although, you know, that's also a big take on, like, oh, I think we've seen our final girl. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. That's a big, that's a big, uh, well, remember how Jamie, flag right there. Remember we know how, who the final girl is. Yeah, because you know how, like, Jamie Lee Curtis dressed like a, like a granny in the first Halloween? Yeah, with like, the, the sweater. And the stockings, and I was like, oh, girl, like, you are cute. Dress cute. Your friends yeah. are all dressed, like, all slutty and cute. Why can't yeah. you dress slutty and cute? It's because she's the final girl. Because she's. She's the original, girl. final girl. The original. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, that's where that came from. Yeah, yeah. Just dressing like you a... You know, they're, they're, they're prim like a prim and proper, <laughs> most like a time virgins, you know, yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah, can't Just drink, can't... Doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, doesn't do drugs. Can't have, can't have sex. Mm -hmm. I'll be right back. Um, <laughs> so, so they all hop into Jerry's car, and they go off down the road to find Woody. Yes. Um, they come across a... Well, there's signs, like, along the roadway saying, like, close to the public, like, road is closed. Not necessarily keep out, but, like, basically there's nothing down here. And they come across the tire that yep. Woody had. Yep. And they realize, like, okay, he must have been here. So Jerry gets out to do some investigating, and the girls kind of go off on their own. 
And they come across, I believe Jerry has some car trouble at one he point. He does. Yeah. He does. Like his car also experiences an issue. Yeah. So they find this tire, they stop, and then Jerry cannot get the car started again. Nope. So he's going to work on the car. He's going to investigate. The three girls find this like waterfall, waterfall. nearby. Yep. And, you know, Molly being Molly, she's like, but we didn't bring bathing suits. And of course, the, the other girls are like, that ain't going to stop us. Right. right? So, so what, this is nice. what, what do three girls do in 1979 when you find a water oasis? You whip your titties out you and, jump in, out and <laughs> jump in the water. <laughs> jump in the water. Yeah. So they are, they are swimming in, in this, like, it, honestly, the water doesn't look that good. I don't it's think. It's wicked cloudy. It's, I would not be in that water. Like, I don't care. How. But I mean, there's a waterfall there. True. So one would think that it's maybe just like relatively clean. Maybe like kicking up whatever's at the bottom. Yeah, right? it could be just the dirt and the sand that it might be kicking up. But, but the water so, does not look clean. It does not look clean. And, anyway, and I'm just like I'm like I'm getting a yeast infection just looking at this. Like, <laughs> right? I can't, like, it's so gross. It's so gross. So Jerry is off doing a thing with the car. The three girls are skinny dipping, and we catch like a the bell-bottom jeans. It looks like mm-hmm. like flared jeans with some boots. And it is no other than Chuck Connors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, what I noticed about this is before we actually see him, we get the POV mm-hmm. from him. Yeah. Which reminded me of Mother's Day. Yes. You know, like, and, and not just Mother's Day, but various other films. Many horror movies. Yeah, like, that do the POV thing, which is also not a good sign when you see that. But it flashes back and it actually just shows him and he, and of course he's hand, holding like a double barrel shotgun yeah he's the rifleman why not? He's the rifle. <laughs> well it's a shotgun <laughs> anyways and he's like you know just chatting up these th- well yeah because molly was did end up going in yeah chatting up these three naked chicks yeah, he, <laughs> in like, the he, water like, he sits on the edge of the water kind of creepy yeah and he's like what's your name and molly's like molly like he, she's very cautious the yes. other girls are like hey like we're so sorry we didn't realize this yeah. was private property right. yeah he he's like hey he basically makes it known that it's his property because like he's like i would have charged you know years ago i would have charged you know 75 cents for people to swim here for the day and then we get like one of many references to the fact that like they built a highway near here and now nobody yes, comes out this so way nobody comes out this way and because like, he had he, he mentions this museum yeah he's like his, i his i own tourist trap essentially yeah he's like i have a museum down the way and no one goes there anymore like i had to close it down this used to be a popular swimming hole had to close it down because, because of that he, yeah. american infrastructure just ruining everything yeah. um <laughs> classic um so he, you know, he's he's asking, and another red flag, one of many, other than him, like, the point of view where he's watching them swim before he finally approaches them, is they're saying, like, our friend had car trouble. Yes. And he's like, is your friend another girl or is it a guy? And it's like, why does it matter? That's mm-hmm. a weird thing to ask. A little creepy. It's a little, yeah, it's a weird, like, are you hoping it's another girl because, like, we're powerless against, like, the rifleman? Or, like, <laughs> are, are you concerned that it's a guy because he's going to, like, kick the shit out of you? Right. And they're like, it's a guy. Like, he's a guy. His name's Jerry. Whatever. So mm-hmm. he's like, well, let's go. Let's go see what's going on. With, well, he's like, all right. He leaves him alone. And yeah, he, he goes to help Jerry. Yeah, he goes to help Jerry. And the girls think it's hilarious. They, they get out of the water. They get dressed. And Jerry comes down to meet them, and they walk back up to the car, and he's waiting for them. And what is his name? It's Mr. Slauson. Slauson. Thank you. Mr. Slauson is waiting at the car. Yeah. And is basically like, how about you all hop in my truck? We'll go back to my, like, 
museum slash shop house. Thing. Yeah, to get and, some tools. Yeah, we'll get some tools and we'll see if we can fix this. And you know, it's the seventies, and they're like, okay, and you're like, right, because, hop- eh. and they're all together, so it's yeah, like, so okay, it's, so it's not a threatening situation. Strength in numbers. Yeah. Um, they are driving in this pickup truck down this roadway, and they come across this. It's like Slauson's Oasis or yes. something. It's yeah. like his. Like you said, like it's his tourist trap. It's his yeah, museum. Like it's a legit tourist trap. Yes. So they they pull up, and at this point, I'm like, I would immediately get murdered because <laughs> I okay. love shit like that. I love tourist traps. I love stupid roadside attractions. Nonsense. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so if he was like, "Hey, I own like a museum that's like closed down. Why don't we go there?" I'd be like, "No hesitation. I would get into that car." <laughs> Like, no, no hesitation. Just by yourself. Just by myself. I'd be like, Steph, I'll be right back. And, and like, there goes Ashley. And, and that's the last thing Ashley I'm ever will saying. never be the final Never, girl ever, ever. again. Um, <laughs> he goes into, he, he brings them into this museum, and it's like, there's mannequins. Wax figures. Wax figures. Which is what gets me. Yeah. Because wax figures are creepy as hell. Oh, yeah. And I love them because they're creepy as hell. Did I ever tell you the story about when I was younger? I was maybe like 16, 17. We took my cousin Paige, who was, you know Paige, but she was maybe like eight or nine at the time. Mm-hmm. We, I went with my parents and Paige to New York City like one summer. And Paige wanted to go to the wax museum, that Madame Tussauds. Yeah. So we went there and my dad had no interest. But we, like my mom and Paige and I went, actually went into the museum. Yeah. And my dad was like, I'm just going to wait like in the lobby area. Because they did have some wax figures in the lobby. And my dad sat down like on a, on a bench and he was just sitting there and not talking to anybody, not saying anything, not really moving. And apparently, like, a couple came in and they were looking at the wax figurines in the lobby. And one of them was, like, looking at my dad and sat down. They were, And my dad just played along with it and just didn't – he didn't move. <laughs> and he's, like, the total type of guy who would just play along with it. <laughs> oh, my God. My dad, my dad would do shit like this all the time. And he's sitting on this bench and he realized it's like, oh, these people think I'm a wax figurine. So he didn't move. He deliberately didn't blink, didn't move. Not, and, and they're sitting next to him and the girl asked the guy, she's like, who, who's this supposed to be? And the guy's like, I think it's supposed to be Steven Spielberg. And, and my dad, <laughs> Oh my God, and he my, could totally pass me yeah, Steven and, Spielberg And too. my dad went, what the fuck? And the, kid, <laughs> and the kid like freaked out. It was so fucking funny. It was so funny. That is amazing. Like, like, it was, oh, like, it's man. so fucking funny. Yeah, um, but been, oh. I'm in total agreement because, like, the entire time I was in there, I was like, this is, like, weird. <laughs> it's so weird. I've been to wax museums, and it's so wild. Although they have a new Harry Styles one. like a Fantastic. new, And it looks just <laughs> like them, and I kind of want to just, like, go look at it because Harry Styles is cute. Even in wax form. Even in wax form. He's he's still, like, super cute. Okay. In wax form. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> so this museum. All right. So we're back to the museum. So there's wax. And he's actually showing them. Yeah. Like, he has, like, like there's still electricity there. So he's actually turning on, like, lights. And, and so a light will, like, light up under a wax figure and play yeah. music. And they actually move. They're, like, animatronic. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, they have, like, he has, like, Davy Crockett. Yeah. And, like, a, like a whole, like, uh... Native American indigenous like set up with like yeah. you know like the headdresses and the the tomahawks and stuff yep. like that. So he's got like this whole setup, and he tells Jerry, "All right, I got my tools. Let's go back to the car, ladies. Why don't you wait here? 
and we'll come back and get you. Like, it's nice and cool in here, like, whatever. Yeah, it's safe. Um, yeah, just, you know, safe. You're indoors. You're out of the sun. Yeah, and at that point, it's getting dark. Yes. So, there's that, too. Um, he does, he does kind of, he keeps going off on these, like, tangents about, like, his wife had died. They own the property together. Yeah. This damn highway that they built, yeah. like, shut down all the tourism. Nobody comes through here anymore. So, like, but he also lives at this museum. Like, it's his home. It's his museum that is closed. It's just basically where he spends most of his time. He does tell the girls, don't go outside. There's a house out back. He tells them not to go near it. Yeah. Um. They're, you know, they're asking why. And he's like, well, there's coyotes and... You know, my, I think he, I think Animal, he makes a yeah. He makes a comment about his brother. Yeah, he's got a brother that lives like in this house, and mm-hmm. he's like, and he doesn't take kindly to visitors or yeah. something like that. And him and Jerry leave. Yeah, and, they go back to fix the car. Yeah, and the girls are like poking around, you know, doing the white girl thing. They're poking around. And they're snooping. Mm-hmm. Um, he makes it not too too bad though. Yeah, I mean, what else are you gonna do? Exactly. Like, like they're not like going through stuff. You except, know, except <laughs> until until. <laughs> Well, they also, he does make reference, like, um, I think it's, was it Becky is her name? She she asks if she can, like, use a phone, and he's like, yeah, but it doesn't work. Haha, <laughs> funny. So he has a phone that doesn't work, um, which is also Yeah, was huge... it Becky or Eileen? Because I know Eileen leaves to find a phone. Um, Eileen, Eileen wants to go check out the house. Because she wants to find a phone yeah. in the house. Because the phone that he has doesn't work, and they're like, why do you have a phone that doesn't work? Yeah. And he's just like, who's going to call me? Yeah. And I'm like, so, I don't know, it'd be good to have, like, connected to the outside world, but what do I know? Yeah, so, so Eileen does what he specifically told, told him, him not, not to, to do, do. and yeah. she goes outside. And she goes to this house yeah. in the back. It's it's a little ways out back behind the museum. Um, it's, it's dark. It's getting dark. And Eileen basically, well, she, like, knocks on the door. There's no answer. She just, just lets, lets herself, herself in because that's what they all do. That's that's what every horror movie trope. Yeah, no one just, answers. They nope. just walk into a building. If nobody answers, it's fair game. And idiots. <laughs> and um, there is, there are mannequins, fucking everywhere. everywhere. Every as so, so if that was me and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do the white girl trophy thing and just let myself in. If I open that door yep. and saw mannequins, I nope. would shut that door and walk right away. Yep. I'm like, nope, nope. Not, I'm good. I'm all set. Nope, nope, nope. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, but Eileen is Eileen is your stereotypical <laughs> horror movie white girl. And yep. she is she starts fucking snooping. And Wicked I can understand uh, super bad. Like yeah. she's like taking fucking like scarves off of the mannequins mm-hmm. and like wearing them herself. Yep. Um, she can, she thinks that she hears somebody calling her name. Yes. Um, she hears like whispering and it sounds like it's saying her name and she thinks that it's Woody, which why wouldn't Woody just come to the museum if he thought they were there? Like well, Woody's dead, but yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> but they don't know that though. They don't know that. Exactly. They zip right by wherever he was. <laughs> yeah. So, so they, she's snooping around. But yeah. Why wouldn't he come inside? Yeah. yeah. If you knew where she was. Yeah. So she is snooping around this house and we can hear some of the mannequins, like, talking amongst themselves. Like, yes. they are having conversations. Yes. At which point, again, I'd be like, bye. Yeah, this, this is this is cool. This is great. I'm out. I'm fucking out of here. I would take my girlfriends, and we're like, you know what? We are just leaving. Yeah. Just leave. We're fucking out of here. We're gone. Or, you know, I'm going to take Jerry to go fix the car. Great. We'll all go. Yes. Like, we're all going to go. None of this, yeah. like, separating each other. Like, yeah. nope. 
Nope, it is. I mean, I'm also, I'm not thinking 1979 because, like, my mom hitchhiked in the fucking 70s. Well, like, right, 70s are a little, di- well, yeah, 70s were a little bit different than now. Yeah. But, but, yeah. But, well, now it's, now it's, I got you on camera. I got you on camera. Oh you hold God. your phone up. I got you on camera. Try right? something. Try something. Um, so Eileen is, like, going from room to room. She's, like, fucking with the mannequins. And the mannequins, like, their eyes are moving. They're following her. Yes, they are. They're turning their heads to watch her. Yep. They're whispering and to each other. And she's not noticing. Yeah, because she's a dumb bitch. And, <laughs> and this is exactly what happens when you go snooping through other people's shit. Is, so, at one point, at one point, um, Eileen is, like, in one of the rooms that has, like, a big mirror. And, yes. and she's like tying a scarf on that she pulled off one of the mannequins and there is movement like behind her and it is this big fucking dude. Huge dude. And he's wearing like a wax mask. You can't see his actual face, but like. Yeah. And wasn't like, did it have the jaw on or was the jaw separated? He had a few different ones, but yeah. this one, it looked like it was made out of ceramic and it did yeah. look like the jaw was separated. Yeah. And doesn't she say, I, I doesn't she go Woody? Like, doesn't she think it's Woody? I think so. At which point I'm like, bitch, does that, does that stature look like Woody? Right. We all like, saw Woody. We all, we all saw Woody. We know what he looks like. He does not have those broad ass shoulders. Yeah. You know who does have those broad ass shoulders? Serial killers? Somebody else in this movie <laughs> of the same exact size know, and stature. I know. I know. But, but she's like, Woody? And I'm like, how? Okay, so you think that's your boyfriend. When did your boyfriend get an extra foot of height and when did his shoulders get, get so huge. broad in, yeah. the, in the three hours you haven't seen him like what the fuck Legit. so this thing like and he it's <laughs> just like it's Go so on. insane so Eileen like Eileen goes to like book it because she realizes like oh wait that isn't my short petite boyfriend oh no <laughs> like oh no oh no I've been found like I've been found like so yeah so she of course immediately freaks out immediately so now what we're having is what happened with Woody. Where things are moving on things their own. Things are moving on their own. Yeah. Right? Like, the mannequins are turning. There's, like, things... Jaws are opening. Jaws are opening. Things are yelling. Like... Noises. Yeah. Like unsettling noises. Unsettling. Very unsettling. Um, and the scarf that she has tied around her neck from one of the mannequins, it begins to tighten. Yes. Like, all on its own. Yep. Um, so there is some kind of, like, mystical telekinetic mm-hmm. thing happening here. Yeah. And it tightens. So we think. It so tightens, good. and rather than just do the thumb trick where you stick your thumb up. Right, like, it doesn't look like it was much of a knot, so. Yeah, um, like, it's it's chiffon. It should be, you can relatively easy it's to wrap. easy to open up. Um, yeah, but she, rather than do the thumb trick where you put your thumb up so it can't cut off your flow of oxygen. Right. Or, like, crush your windpipe. She just sits there. She, she just, like, stares. like, a chair comes up behind her, like, floats, not floats, but, like, slides behind her, and she just sits down and gets choked. Strangled to death. Yeah, choked to yeah. death. And, and that's Eileen. And, um, <laughs> so I think we go back to, now, uh, we still don't have any view of Jerry and Mr. Slauson. No, we, we don't really see them for a little while. We go back to Becky and Molly who are in the, um, who are in the shop. We're in, they're in the shop. Yeah. And, still with the wax figures. Right. And they come across, which the place is not that big, so I'm surprised I didn't see this sooner, but they come across a wax figure that looks like it's made out of human flesh like that is yes they're like it feels like flesh it looks like flesh yeah they're they're like is this some sort of weird synthetic plastic yeah so flesh, guys. and they <laughs> like they hit a switch because there's a switchboard and like music plays and, and lights, lights go on, go on. and yeah and mr slauson comes back without jerry yes he's and and the girls are like 
one, where's Jerry? Yep. And two, where's Jerry? Like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah. And he basically says, like, they got the car started and Jerry went into went town. went to town, yeah. Rather than, you know, come back and get the girls, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Does not make any sense at all. So, and then he explains to, he explains to um, Becky and Molly you know, this, like, very lifelike wax figurine, this is, this is my wife. This is supposed to look like my wife. Yes. And, you know, and Molly, who's, like, the goody two-shoes, which I, I can't fault her because she's being exceptionally polite, which you want to do when you're with a potential serial killer. You don't want to give them any reason to lash out and, and beat the shit out of you or murder you. It's because she's like, she's like, she's very beautiful. They're like a very forced smile. Like she's very beautiful. Yeah, like she's, she's very, trying. she's so pretty. <laughs> Please don't kill me. She's definitely um, trying. And he realizes that Eileen is gone. Yeah. And he asks them and they're like, oh, she needed some air. Yeah. And he gets pissed. Yeah, he does. And he does, he's, uh, yeah, he's like, looking for her. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to go find her. Yeah. And he leaves. And Vicky, not Vicky, Becky, is like, um, I think I'm gonna bounce too. Like, I yeah. think I think I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, she's gonna she's gonna go out to that house in the back and find Eileen, and then she wants to get the fuck out of there because mm. she's creeped out. Becky has had enough of this shit. Yeah. Um, Molly is begging her not to go. Like, please don't go. Like, just wait here. And Becky's like, Yeah, no, I'm no. I'm out of here. Jerry's gone. Woody's gone. Can't find Eileen. This guy almost walked out of here with a shotgun, like, to go find Eileen, air quotes. Like, she makes him leave the gun behind. Yeah. She's like, why do you need a gun to go find our friend? Right. And he's like, okay, I won't take the gun. Very, very, like, you know, friendly. Yeah. Overtly so. Yes. A little too friendly. A little too friendly. A little too friendly. A little too, uh, um compliant to yeah. what they're asking. Yes. You know. Whereas if I'd be like, because there's fucking coyotes, I'm taking a gun. Like, yeah. Um, you yeah. Warned, I warned you about coyotes. There's coyotes. I'm taking a gun. Yeah. So. But keep in mind, this is a perfect stranger. Yeah. And a very large dude who could overpower a bunch of tiny women. Yes. So. I can't, I cannot, I cannot overstate how huge Chuck Connors is. He's a very large And guy. I don't know I don't know if it's because these women, these actresses are so tiny, but oh. he he looks he's a giant. He's just huge. Um so he leaves. Becky is gonna go back to the house out back and and find Eileen. Yeah. Um and kind of the same thing and Molly goes with her. Molly's like They don't they do both go together. Yes. Which yeah. Yeah, you never, Best case scenario. You never want to split up. You never want to split, split up. Yeah. So they go to the house, and and Becky's like, she's all ready to go in the house, but Molly doesn't want to go. She doesn't want to go inside. She doesn't. She has a bad feeling. Yes. So they they literally were just like, okay, we're not going to split up. But the second Becky's like, all right, I'm going to that house, Molly pieces out. She's like, all right, bye. And she goes fucking back up to the museum, and Becky goes in the house. Yep. And... I'm a little fuzzy on what I recall from this scene, but it's it's basically very similar to Eileen's scene where Becky's, like, hearing things. The mannequins are slowly turning to look at her. She, I forget where she goes, but, like, she gets trapped. Like, she, oh, she comes across the, the, the guy's following her. The the big, huge dude is following her. And, um, it, so the the guy with the, the very broad shoulders and yeah, the, and the, the large, weird, like, the, you know, waxy. We're going to go with, Probably the killer at this point. Probably the killer, yeah. The the person who came up behind Eileen. Yeah. uh, He comes up behind Becky, and he's kind of following her from room to room. And then when she realizes that she's being followed and she can't escape, 
like all of these mannequin bodies like fall like, onto fall her onto and her. like pin yes. her down. Yes. And it's like I felt like being in the back room of like a Forever Twenty One, like because there's because like or like the dressing room area. So okay, back when back when Forever Twenty One made clothes that like fit people like normal people like and not two-year-olds because like I've gone in there like I've seen cute things on on the mannequins like when I'm not that I don't go to them all that often but when I do you know I'll see cute things I'm like oh my god that's so cute I you know I'd like to try that on and it's legit like trying to fucking put like I can't even think of something to compare it to like it it fits it fits like like gauze like it's just like <laughs> shitty material and it's too tiny. I but, know it's so bad. But the what the dressing room area because you always got to try it on because their shit runs super small. Yes. Um. And unless again unless you're like an eleven year old it's not gonna it's not gonna fit. So I just I gave up on Forever Twenty One. But I have found really good things there in the past though. Um. But I'm just trying not to hate on. <laughs> There's an ad for a Forever Twenty One. <laughs> but I like I remember going in the dressing room area and that's where they kept like a bunch of like broken mannequins yes. and like and they were all stacked up. So like when I saw Rather that scene, in, like those laundry baskets. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. And like that was my first thought. I was like, oh my god, it's like 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 falling into Forever Twenty One dressing room and just like all the mannequins <laughs> land on top of you and you yeah. can't move because they're so fucking heavy um and then that it's not necessarily the end of becky she doesn't get killed she doesn't get choked out like eileen did she doesn't get suffocated no um, but she does get taken captive she does get taken captive yes so um same guy obviously the best killer yes i'm not sure um if he changed his mask at that point, because he does change his mask. He has randomly. quite a few masks. Yeah. yeah, there's like a wax one. There's a ceramic one. All there's all these different accessories. Plastic, yeah, it's yeah, fucking weird. Crap. Um, um, so Molly, Molly is still in the museum. Yeah, and and this is what I mean. Where like the movie could have been truncated a little bit. There's just like a lot of like. Do I go outside? Do I not go outside? Yeah, a little like, drawn out stuff that like a could lot have of, been minimalized. A lot of dialogue that I'm like, let's just get like, let's just get to it. Yeah. And I don't know how we transition into. Oh, so I, I I apologize. So Becky, I, she she's captured, and she's brought down to a the basement. cellar. Yeah. And Jerry is down there. Jerry yeah, Jerry has up. been tied up in the basement. There is another unidentified woman who's like tied down to a table. Yes. Um. So he's just uh, he's just Tina, co- I believe. Yeah, he's just Tina. collecting people at this just point. Lady traveling, um, strapped to the table. Right. So, so what happens now, Ashley? You tell me, because it all blends in. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. Like I think at one point they did see Eileen yes. as a mannequin. Yes. Um. So Eileen does become a mannequin. Yes. Also interesting little tidbit there well, people are becoming mannequins are all these mannequins in here where they want people probably yeah well mr slauson goes to the house out back to find eileen and he does find he her as a her. mannequin and he's like oh my god i can't believe this like he's horrified yeah and he's like my brother it was my brother yeah and i'm like okay sure yeah <laughs> so anyway so now we're in the basement and we have this other woman strapped to a table so <laughs> that's why i was getting confused where like were there six of them or five but Five in the whole main thing. This was a, a separate person. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to go with, oh, this is his brother. Yes. Also named Davy. Yes. Right? So this is where I say Davy gets a little talkative. So he brings Becky into the basement, ties her up. Jerry's there tied up. Oh, right. Yeah. This woman is on a table strapped down. Yeah. Alive. Um, and she's basically telling them, like, we're all going to die. Yeah. Like, he's, he's going to kill all of us. Yeah. 
So then at that point, Davey comes down and he starts whipping up plaster. Yes. And now... And, and he's telling them his whole, whole fucking plan. Story. His and whole yes, everything. plan. What he's going to do. What's going to happen. Like how plaster how works. He's gonna, yeah, and, <laughs> like, and at that point, I was like, oh my God, just like pour the plaster directly into my throat at this point. Like, yeah, I I'm just like, I just have a note here. Davey is way too talkative. Way too talkative. For being a serial killer, way too talkative. Also, and I, and I genuinely, <laughs> I mean, I think we all know where this story is going, but I genuinely love how like Davey has the exact same height and build and flared jeans <laughs> as someone it else was in this movie. 1979, everybody had those jeans, Ashley. <laughs> How many people are built like the riflemen, though? <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that when when you know we get we get to it. Yeah. So so he's basically pouring well not pouring but plastering plaster on this woman's face. Yeah. Talking about how like how plaster works like yeah. the chemical reaction that causes it to do whatever and it's, then it heats it's going up to, and then it's, it's like, going to heat and burn and and like as it dries as and, it da, dries, da, 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 da. and i'm like yes we all made we all made fucking paper mache, paper mache right? in, in elementary school like i got right. it i got it like. right so that was just going on. so he does successfully cover her entire face in plaster yes she unfortunately suffocates and dies yeah and it how- seems to be like a but, like a common theme. <laughs> but, did, but did you notice when he was like, he's like, the plaster won't suffocate. He's got like this very like gravelly voice. Yeah, he said that it he's, wouldn't. He's like, your heart's going to explode from fear. Fear before you die from suffocation. And I'm like, well, now that I know that, I'm pretty sure I could like calm myself. To, I mean, I've never been in a position. You would die anyway. Yeah, I don't think my but... heart's going to explode. I'm probably yeah, going to. I mean, I've been in some scary situations where I thought maybe my heart would explode, but it doesn't actually do that because that's, like, not really a thing. Um, but... <laughs> um, you never know. Unless, I mean, if there's a bomb in the plaster, then yes, my heart might explode. Sure, but, sure. Um, but anyways, yeah, so, um, so, oh, so he does that. While he's doing this, it does show Jerry, and Jerry's gnawing away at the ropes. Yeah, he's, he's working, like, chewing. He's working on getting And he, he's trying himself. to do it very discreetly. Well... He's a little too late to save Tina, but... Yeah, she doesn't make it. She's dead at the She's dead. Right. And when Davey turns around to, like, either go upstairs or go get more tools, his whole plan, Jerry's whole plan, just lunge. Just lunge at the guy. And I'm like, you didn't think maybe... Maybe grab some sort of tool for a weapon, untie Becky, and then just escape? Yeah, or... Find Molly, escape? Or, like, let him go upstairs untie untie Becky get something sharp pointy and heavy and then when he comes downstairs kill Punch him into his chest yeah kill him <laughs> and then go rescue your friend like no there's no like this is why you and I would do so great in a situation like this because we, we would we <laughs> I love would, the comparison well we would be in the situation in the first place because I'd be like look at that abandoned thing on the road let's go right you would be like no I don't want to however I can't let you go alone exactly <laughs> so I would get us into the mess but we'd I be would able, get we'd, out we'd be able to get out because because I'm all into like go for the eyes and the throat, get something sharp, and <laughs> or, and or depending the balls, the balls. Yes, <laughs> let's not forget that. Um, so yeah, so Jerry frees himself, and he just jumps on the back of Davy. Yeah, knocks him down. However, Davy clearly, like quickly, overpowers. Davy's like tiny six, petite Jerry. Yeah, Davy's like six foot three, broad ass shoulders, like clearly very strong. And also, he can move shit with his mind, evidently. So. Yeah, so we're going with, okay, so he's got telekinetic stuff going on. Yeah. He's, he's Dr. Jean Grey. Fine. <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, uh, Molly does 
Molly, he does free Molly, I believe. Or Molly gets freed. Uh, Becky, point. Becky. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not Mac, uh, Becky. Molly, Becky. Becky does get out. Yeah. And she, um... Well, this is... Wait, I, no, I'm getting confused. This Molly is later is on. Free. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, I'm, so getting, Molly, I'm, getting my, I'm getting my girls mixed Molly, up. Molly is up at Molly the museum. Molly is up at the museum. Um, however, like, Davy is kind of, like, after her. Well, I think, of. I think Molly at one point, like, she's been alone in this museum for way too fucking long. Yeah. The, oh, the phone rings, and she picks it up, and there's <laughs> the it's phone di- works. and it's disconnected. Like yeah. it's, but it's just ringing, yeah. and she's just like, you know what? I think it's time for me to piece the fuck on out of here. Yeah. So she goes down to get Becky because she knows Becky, and more than likely Eileen are in this house. And she does go when find she when she goes down, she hears somebody whispering her name, and like as as she comes around the corner, like. Davy jumps out and he's got a mannequin head and the mouth opens and it's like makes yes, that right. horrible screaming right. noise and she's like fuck this and she takes off and I gotta give a bitch credit even though she dresses like a fucking pilgrim she is <laughs> love it she is bitch is working in those wedge heels like those wedge sandals <laughs> yeah. she is just doing all the work yeah um she is running through the woods. Uh, she's being pursued. Yes. So um, she gets up to, like, a fence, and she ends up climbing over this fence. So now we're, like, it's dark out. Yeah. And um, this guy is after her. Right. At one point, she, like, goes into, like, a creek or, like, a almost like a swamp. Yeah. And she's just, like, kind of, like, keeping quiet, I think, with the I- intention of, um, like, maybe going underwater if she sees anything. Yeah, so she could hide in the water. But da- which works. But Davy comes up right behind her. He, like, his ass swims up right behind her. He gets out of the water, and he grabs her. And Molly, I forget how she escapes. I think she maybe just makes a run for it. And- she does escape, but she runs into... Slauson. Yes. She does run into Slauson. And, and she's telling him, I'm being pursued by this guy. I don't know who he is. Blah, 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 blah. I think at that point he mentions it's probably Davy. Yeah. Well, his she, brother. He's, so she's, she's uh, like, in. he picks her up in the truck. Like, he, he's coming down the road. She flags him down. And he gives her a gun. Yeah, yeah he gives her. <laughs> Everybody gets a gun. You get a gun. You get a gun. Everybody <laughs> gets, gets a, a gun. gun. <laughs> <laughs> so... Slauson picks up Molly. She's like hysterical because she's like, I, I, like, I can't find my friends. This dude jumped out. He's chasing me. Slauson's like, What did he look like? And she's like, He had like a weird mask. Slauson like hits the brakes. He's like, That's my brother. Yeah. And it's like very convincing, like how concerned he is. Yes. And he's like, Okay, we're gonna go back to the museum. Um, <laughs> I'm like, No. No. <laughs> but he's like, I'm gonna go back to the museum. He hands her the shotgun. He's yeah. like, I need to get something to, he's like, I'm not going to shoot my brother, but I do have to overpower him and get him back to the house. And he's like, and have the police come. So yes. like, hands her the gun. They pull up to the museum. He's like, I'll be right back. Yep. And he goes in and she's like shaking, like literally like shaking with the gun. Mr. Slauson! Like every time I get, Mr. <laughs> yes. Slauson! Like she's just yelling for him. She's like, please hurry! Which is mm-hmm. like, give your location away a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know. And we see Davy coming up behind her. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. And she turns, and she's like, "This is awesome!" Just freaking the fuck out. Well, she fires she the gun, shoots though, the gun, yeah, right? Like a like but, a boss, <laughs> like just like a boss. The gun is shooting blanks. God damn it! Foiled <laughs> no, again. Foiled again. <laughs> so she she hits him. He like doubles over. And I, I love how she's like, this is awesome! Like, in between, like, just panics again. <laughs> yes, yes. And she shoots. Which is, like, the most genuine reaction. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is this huge dude? Like, I'm taking... Why is he trying to kill me? Why is, like, this huge dude 
with broad shoulders is trying to kill me. Where's the other huge dude with broad shoulders that's keeping me safe? Where is he? And she, like, she shoots again. Blanks. Nothing. So she does what I was hoping she would do, and she just turns that gun around and And smashes him with the butt of it. And she breaks the mask that he has on, and he doubles over. The mask, like, like disintegrates because it's, like, wax or porcelain or whatever. Whatever. And And he... Like, slowly, like, turns towards her, and you just see, like, the horror wash over her face, because Davy is, is Mr. Mr. Slauson. Classic <laughs> we all, stuff. We all, we all fucking knew that was coming. Yeah. How many people are built like Chuck Connors? Like, honestly. <laughs> like, a rifle man. With a rifle man. Uh, um, at that point, he does... So he does. He does get her. Yeah, he does. He does capture Molly. It it because she's so tiny and he's so huge. What's at that point? I feel like she would have just passed out from shock anyway. Yeah. So you know? so he like I, I I think he knocks her out or she faints or something. Something to that extent. But yeah. he he brings her back. The vapors. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he he bring... does bring her back and he like lays her down. Yeah, he's got her like he's got bed. her. Yeah, he's got her on the floor. So now we have we have Molly upstairs. Surrounded by mannequins mm-hmm. that are like moving, and she's completely passed out. And she's completely passed out. And then downstairs in the basement, Jerry we still have Jerry and Becky. Jerry has been like not tied up with rope. I think he's like cuffed at this point. Like the lesson has been learned, something like that. Yeah. Um, and Becky, Becky is like tied up as well. Yeah, she she um, never got out from the ropes the first time. I don't right, yeah. right. But they they do escape though. They do escape. Um, I think he kind of like. I, I, she there finds, a like, a key. key or something. She finds a key. And and so Mr. Slauson is going back and forth between, like, checking on Molly, who he has, like, she's passed out, and then going downstairs and dealing with Jerry and Becky. Yeah. And at one point, there is, like, a key on the floor that is for the handcuffs yeah. that Jerry has. And he sees them, and he's trying to, like, reach for them. And then the key starts moving on its own. Yeah. And Mr. Mr. Slauson, who again is wearing a mask, like he's, he's still wearing the mask. He puts masks. He puts masks on. He takes masks off, masks off. But he's like, pretty cool trick, huh? Yeah. And it's like, what is happening? Like, what, like, okay, so you own this museum. You have telekinetic powers. What? Like, you can, yeah, it's out there. You're making mannequins. Like, okay, sure. You're making like people. You're killing people and turning them into mannequins, and you can move those mannequins with your mind. I think at that point he still refers to having a brother yeah Davy so we're now in Davy right yeah and he's like pretty cool trick huh and he said mentioned that his brother doesn't like him to do it yeah because it's like weird or something yeah but like don't let people know that you can do that oh and thing. he's like he's like oh and do you know why I have to wear a mask because I'm handsomer than my brother yes. like I'm better looking than my brother yeah and he and was I- afraid that his brother's wife would leave him for for Davy yeah but these two don't know that's actually Mr. Slauson. Right. And and I'm thinking to myself, like, Chuck Connors was a good-looking man. He's, like, mm-hmm. a rugged, good-looking man. I can't imagine the brothers that much better. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, like, feel like that's, you know. I guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. Because <laughs> there's no brother. <laughs> yeah, there's none. It's, like, split personality syndrome mm-hmm. down and down. Dissociative um, identity. Yes. So, at one point, like, Molly wakes up and there's, like, you know, Mr. Slauson is in the room with her. He comes back up to check on her. Um, and he's sitting there. And she, and he, like, kind of starts nodding off in the chair that he's sitting in. I think before that, I think, so, they do get out. Because I think Becky gets the she finds she's done before he comes back to Molly. Oh right, so so he finds so so Becky and Jerry they manage to escape not with the key but she does find something when he when she he finds like a something to like tear to, to pick rip to the, pick the to pick the yeah, lock or whatever. She finds something. 
Um, and, like, kicks it over to Jerry. And now, at this point, Mr. Slauson slash Davy is upstairs checking on Molly. Yes, he's not with They're alone. Anymore. They get out, yep. and they fucking... And they don't realize that Mr. Slauson is Davy. Like, no Molly knows, but they don't know. Yeah. They escape the basement, and they hide amongst the mannequins when Davy comes... Is, is looking for around, them. looking for yeah. them. Yeah. Because he noticed that they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. So, at one point... Um, like, you know, Becky's hiding amongst the mannequins. Jerry sticks out like a fucking sore thumb, but, <laughs> yeah. but he's hiding. And he gets caught. Yes. And he jumps through the window very, like, Texas Chainsaw Master. Yeah. Nice little, nice little nod there. And he, he does get away, doesn't he? Um, I believe he does. He does. Just for the most part. Yes, he gets away. For now. And Davey is outside. Davey slash Mr. Slauson is outside looking for him, and he catches sight of Becky booking it. Yes, because he... Yes, I remember now, because he ran, and... Then he turns around and he actually, after he jumps out of the window, he sees Becky. Like, taking off. Taking off in the other direction. Yes. So. He goes after her. He goes after her. Yes. Considering she'd probably be easier yeah. to catch, I now, would assume. Now, Becky is barefoot at this point. And yes. She, and her feet are cut to bits. Yes. And she is like, she finally like collapses and Mr. Slauson finds her. Yes. And scoops her up. And she's like, you know, oh my God. And, and she's like, just. You know, hyperventilating and telling yeah. him what's going on. And he, he brings her back to the museum. To the goddamn museum. Yeah, man. Goddamn. <laughs> and, he, and he, like, puts her on this bed that he, like, a cot thing that he has. And he's like, I'm going to go get the first aid kit. I'll be right back. Yeah. And he, like, steps out of frame. And she hears, like, whispering. Yeah. And for whatever reason, she thinks it's Woody. And it's like... <sighs> It's like a, clearly what he's dead, guys. Yeah, like just give, <laughs> give it up. He's fucking dead. So she like goes into the main part of the museum, and Mr. Slauson is sitting in a chair, and yes, he, he starts is. moving the mannequins with his mind, specifically the Davy Crockett and like Native the, American, the Native American, like that whole yeah. setup. So like the lights turn on, the, the music man, is yeah. playing, like the Davy Crockett one, like fires a rifle and it like narrowly misses her. And, yep. and it's playing that like weird puppetry yeah, music, the same weird music, that weird music. And he's like, you know, he's just like moving his head and like making these things do things with his mind. And she's like ducking from like legit musket fire like at this point, like bullets. Yeah. And at one point, like she stands up, and the the Native American, like I think she tries to run at that point. Well, it throws a tomahawk, and it almost misses her. Like it just misses her. And then she goes to book it, and it throws another tomahawk, and, and she's like struggling yeah, with the door, like and, a, it, and it hits her right in. Like, it hits the her back right in the, the back of the head. Yeah. And. That's the end of Becky, and unfortunately. And that's it. She's done. Yeah. I do like that, the Davy Crockett one, though, like, right before they power off, it, like, tips its hat. Yep, yep. It's <laughs> so funny. That's the attention to detail yeah. right there. So now that Becky's dead, Jerry is God knows where. Mr. Slauson has Molly, and he, he really, goes to try yeah. to rescue Molly. He really, well, He's yeah. He's trying to do the upstanding thing. Yeah. Well, Mr. Slauson is up with up with Molly, and Molly, at this point, is like, you know, he basically tells her, like, I can move these things with my mind. Yes. Um, and she's like, great. And like, <laughs> great. Can I, can I go home now? And I forget how, I forget like what, Le- I think she goes to make an escape. He stops her and like knocks her out and she, and he puts her in a bed. And yes. one of the weird things is that when she wakes up, there's like a woman sitting next to her and like patting her, patting yeah, her head. Like with... it's almost like she's kind of like hallucinating to an extent. Yeah. You know? Cause like at one point she, like she wakes up and there's like a mannequin next to her. Yeah. And then she was like kind of out of it. And when she opens her eyes again, the mannequin's now a woman and the woman yeah. and the woman's taking care of her. Yeah. She's like patting her head with like a cold cloth yeah. and like, and Molly's like, please, can I just go home? And then when she like looks again, it's back to being a mannequin. Yes. And Mr. Slauson comes in. And 
he's basically telling Molly, like, if you treat me right, like, I'll take care of you. If you upset me, I'm going to turn you into one of these things. And yeah, because he's, he was really into her because she reminded him of his wife. Right. So Which, that's creepy. So, and there are a couple of instances where he's like trying to like kiss her and stuff. Yes. And I'm he like, was very weird about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, Chuck Connors, no! <laughs> <laughs> no, Chuck Connors! Because I thought for sure that we were going to have like another, I was like, another rape I'm scene. I'm pretty sure another, that our set list this season has is no rape. Clear of rape. Rape free. <laughs> rape free season. As far as I know. Um, so. He, you know, he's, he's basically telling Molly, like, I think he, I think he's going to, like, turn her into a mannequin regardless, but he's like, I'll make it quick if you're, like, not a, basically not a bitch. Like, that's not a, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah. I'll, I'll go easy on you if, like, you're not a bitch. Um, we do find out at this point that, um, he, his wife and his brother had an affair. Because he, he had, he had like, he had said earlier in the movie that his wife, his brother, his brother was not well. Like his brother was living in the house. His wife had died from cancer. Like we find out that he walked in on his wife and his brother and he fucking killed them both. He killed them both. Yep. And I think that's like what sets him off. And now, but it still doesn't explain the telekinetic shit, but like, whatever. Like that's just. Whatever. That's just a side. Yeah. Side note. You know, it's He's got sweet powers. (laughs) I just feel like, you know, you're that traumatized, like, maybe you get powers. Like, maybe that's, maybe that's the upside of, like, something. Instead of going crazy. Instead of going crazy, you get, like, tele- telekinesis. I mean, that'd be pretty sweet. Right? Yeah. I mean, I've had some trauma in my life. I still can't move shit with my mind. <laughs> maybe I'm, I'm maybe little, you're not trying hard enough. I need to get traumatized more. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later, Ashley, and how... You should probably go see a therapist. <laughs> I have a but... I have a therapist. She's wonderful, um, but I do think she thinks I'm beyond help. <laughs> well, she's you know she's got to get her ninety bucks an hour. <laughs> Anywho, nothing against therapy. Therapy is fantastic. Um, um, oh. So 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 all this is happening. He's talking about like, oh, be my wife. Don't be my wife. Then you'll be a man again. Yeah. Okay, fine. Who shows up? Jerry. Yeah. Jerry Jerry comes to save the day. And I love what he does. He like he has like, an axe too. Yeah. He so actually he, has a weapon with yeah, him. Yeah, he finally gets a weapon. Finally something useful. Something Woody couldn't do. Something Eileen couldn't do. Something Becky couldn't do. Never like none of these people have anything sharp on them. But now Jerry has an axe. Yep. And he goes to the room that Molly and Mr. Slauson are in, which is, like, the attic or something, and he, like, hacks open the door. Yep. And what I love is that he's not discreet about it. He's like, Molly! Molly! And, yeah, he's, and, like, done. Yeah, and he's Mr. Like, Sauce, and Mr. Sauce is just like, holy shit, dude, like, make a, make a little bit more noise. Like, make some noise, why don't you? And Jerry comes in, and he's like, Molly, we're gonna go. And Molly, like, yes, run, and Molly runs being, to him. Yeah, and he was being super calm about it. He's just like, we're gonna go, yeah, and he's he like, just gonna leave. Yeah, and he's like, where are the other girls? And Mrs. Sawson's like, what other girls? And he's like, the other girls that were clearly here. Like, where yeah. are they? And Mr. Sawson's like, they're not here anymore. <laughs> you know, like, Haw. yeah. Um, and Molly, at this point, who has been this timid little church mouse this entire time, she's polite, she's soft spoken, like she's trying to stay on his good side. She has fucking had it. She's, she's like, done. Jerry, fucking kill him. Yeah, like Jerry killed him. And and Jerry can't move his arm. No. The, he's holding the axe and he can't move his fucking arm. And Molly's like. 
What's going on? The fuck? <laughs> like, what is happening? Yeah. Like, you were supposed to save me. The fuck is this? And Mr. Slauson's got that maniacal, like, laugh. Smile and laugh, yeah. And he comes over and he just pops Jerry's arm off because Jerry is now a mannequin. Is now a mannequin. And then he pops his head off, too. Then he pops his head off and smashes it. Yeah. So there's no saving Jerry. No, Jerry ain't coming done. back. But the axe is on the ground. Yes. And Molly, Molly, much like me, has the reaction where she's like, I can't believe this is happening. I'm like, me neither, bitch. <laughs> me neither. Like, me, I, what the fuck is going on? Right. Okay, so just, so just so I'm following, I love this movie, but just so I'm following things correctly. Okay. This guy owned a museum with his wife. Yes. Closed down because of the highway. Mm-hmm. No one's coming through this area anymore. They have to close. Still lives in the museum, has a brother, and the brother had an affair with the wife. Yep. Kills them both. Moves thing he can move things with his mind. Okay. All right. Like sure. He makes mannequins out of the people that he kills. Okay, I can go with that. Very house of waxish. I get it. Yes. But he can also turn people into mannequins with his mind now? What the yeah, fuck did that, that start happening? That I didn't understand. So I, I get the whole telekinetic thing. You can move things. You have the ability to turn, like, carbon, like, based life forms into plastic? <laughs> like, that seems a little extreme. But it also... That's like X-Men shit right yeah, there. Yeah, but it also adds, like, a sick layer to this because he killed that poor girl in the basement by covering her in plaster. And it's like, you could have just turned her with your mind and you chose to do this? That is sick. That is That is sick fucking shit. sick. Yeah. So Molly yeah. Molly at this point is having a goddamn nervous breakdown. Yeah, she's she's tapped at this point. She's, yeah, she's, gone. she's which, gone. Which, again, complete normal reaction to everything that's happening like right I, here. Like, I just watched my friend turn into a fucking mannequin, like, in front of my eyes and she's like on the ground wailing and mr slauson thinks is this is like the best thing in the fucking world he's he's having the time of his life he He grabs his wife he grabs his the wife mannequin thing and he's dancing with it and all the other mannequins start like enclosing in on molly there's some actual like it looks like real people like mixed amongst the mannequins like like actual people are like coming towards her and she's just like looking up and watching him swing his mannequin wife around. And yeah. every so often, it's like a real. She per- looks like she looks a, real. She yeah. looks like a real woman. Yeah. She's moving and laughing. And Molly realizes like the axe is on the ground. The axe that Jerry had is on the ground. And she's just like, "Fuck this!" And she picks up the axe very <laughs> like a little too slowly. I would have just been really quick with it. And well, it didn't look like Mrs. Slauson was really like paying attention. That was happen. Yeah, yeah. So she picks up the axe. And as she's about to swing it, all the mannequins, their jaws, like, fall open. And they're like, (laughs) (laughs) and she hits them, like, right in the fucking neck. Like, she gets them right in the neck. Yeah. And all of a sudden, everything stops moving, I should say. So the mannequins stop moving. He drops the mannequin wife, like, breaks into pieces. He falls on the ground, and he's dead. Like, he's trying to pull the axe out, and he can't. He's just Yeah, well, it was, like, clipped right in, like, a terrible spot. He's not coming back from that. Yeah, that's, like, right in the jugular. Uh, Yeah. And so he's dead. Everyone is dead. Mm -hmm. Molly is alone. And Mm -hmm. she just screams, like, like her fucking life depends on it. And the next scene, the finale, is her driving Jerry's car. And all of her her mannequin friends. And she's just driving down the road. Just going, just, she just looks crazy. She's just, I think, I, isn't she like laughing hysterically? She's laughing hysterically. She's out of her fucking mind. She's got, the mannequins that she has are like her friends. So yes. it's like Becky, Becky Jerry, Jerry, Woody, Eileen, all them. Yeah, like they're all, in, they're all in the Jeep thingy with her. And that is fucking Taurus Trap. <laughs> so Yeah, that's good. it. I mean. So fucking good. It's, yeah. I mean, 
It's a fun movie. It's so fun. Um, what did you have for a body count? I oh, had, God. I had six. <laughs> Me too. Yay! Yay! We did it. Fantastic. <laughs> we did it. Fantastic. Um, what would you give this movie for a star rating? Mm. I'm going to say three and a half. I was going to say two and a half. Two and a half? Okay. Yeah. Only because a lot of it's drawn out. It is. Yeah. I, I'm saying know? three and like a half. It's getting kind of, like, yeah. like, there's not enough scares in it. Right. For it to be this long. Right, right, yeah. So no, it's kind I, of dull in between parts. But. I totally get that. I, I think I think three and a half for me because, like, Chuck Connors, everything I've ever watched Chuck Connors in, which was specifically The Rifleman because my dad used to watch it like, yeah. every weekend when I was, like, when I was at the house. And, like, that was, like, his show. Like, like Chuck Connors is always, like, the upstanding, like, law-abiding, like, you know, you, you look to me for guidance and how to how to be, like, a respectful man and a leader. So to see him, like, go from that to, like, <laughs> like, fucking insane. Yes. So fun. So yes. fun. So fun. Yes. Um, I, I love the cast in this. I think everybody was great. I think everybody was really it good was in this. It was super campy. And it was, yeah. there, there were parts that were, like, 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 really unsettling. There were very like, unsettling, creepy parts, too. Yeah, which yes. I love. I love. Yeah, like it's mannequins alone. Just, like, oh, it has to do with mannequins or wax figures. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um. So, I yeah, three and a half for me. Um. Do you have any fun facts? I do have a topic I want to cover, like, after your fun facts, because I think it would be really fun to, to get right. into. Right, but cool. do you have any, like, fun facts about this um, movie? The budget was 350000 Which is, like, nothing. Nothing. Like, yeah. <laughs> Also, it was 1979, though. So, inflation. So, a little yeah. bit different. But still, that's still pretty inexpensive. Yeah. Um, Chuck Connors, did you know, was a professional basketball and baseball player? He's huge, so I can absolutely totally. see that. He played for the Brooklyn Dodgers in 1949. Really? Yeah, when the Dodgers were in Brooklyn. Wow. <laughs> the Chicago Cubs in 1957. No, shit. No, 50, 51. Sorry, 51. I can't read my own writing. And... Boston Celtics. Oh, shit. From 1946 to 48. So, 40-year oh. uh, film and TV career, obviously most known for the Rifleman. Of course. But, yeah, he was a uh, professional athlete. So That's amazing. It makes a lot of sense. Um, he's so big. Like, he, yeah. He's, he's just, like, very, guy. like, yeah. Um, really, uh, actually, it was released in the UK under a different name as uh, Nightmare of Terror, which doesn't even make sense That to makes absolutely no fucking nightmares sense. Nightmares are terrors and terrors are nightmares. So it makes no sense oh whatsoever. Oh my God, what a stupid name. Um, <laughs> the production company was Charles Band Productions, as we know him from Full Moon Fever. Yes. Oh my um, God, yes. So he was a, a consulting producer in this movie, and he actually insisted to keep the telekinetic bit in. Good for him. That's yeah. a, it made it fun. It was fun. Yeah. Fun and campy. Um, yeah, the original screenplay did not call for it or did not feature it, but the idea was proposed, proposed to Charles Band, who insisted to put that in, which is a very Charles Band thing to do. Yeah. Um, the director drew inspiration from J.C. Penney store mannequins. Of course. Obviously. Of course. Remember J.C. Penney? Does that still exist? I think it does. I think there's like two left in New England, and that's okay. it. <laughs> um, fun fact... In the opening credits, yes, we have Davy right as Shalar Kobe. Okay, oh, okay, it's credited as Davy. Um, of course, it's revealed in the second act of the movie that Davy is Mr. Slauson. They're the same person, right? That has dissociative identity. Blah 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 blah. Right. Um, so this was inspired by Psycho. Okay. 
which makes a lot of sense because well, it's the same person. Well, I was well, I was gonna say, isn't isn't Psycho like the reason the motel is so run down is because there's like a highway that got built and nobody comes through I there believe anymore. So, so yeah. it's a very similar yeah. attack on American yeah. infrastructure. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. The name uh, Shaler Kobe was made from the first Amil names of Schmoller, who was the director. Um, his son sons. Um, Shaler Kobe does not exist. So it was kind of like a plot device. Gotcha. It was a fake credit. Um, to, to throw create people, the, to throw the people off, yeah. fact that, you know, that he was the same person. So, clever, but wasn't needed, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, uh, because, you know, having Chuck Connors, um, credited as both wouldn't be It would, it would give it, it away. It would give it away it right away, away, yeah. Um, despite the depictions of violence and macabre images, this was awarded... From the Motion Picture Association of America, um, a PG rating. Really? Yeah, I think it should have been probably at least uh, PG thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. because of the rating, the film was able to receive significant broadcasting on syndicated television. Oh, so a lot okay. of people were able to see it following its theatrical release. So yeah. that's also good. I mean, if you think about it, and that's why ratings are so um, important. Yeah. With these movies that the directors and writers and everyone who's making right uh the consensus although the film had a couple of genuine scares it's mostly boring thriller i mean this is kind of what i was saying stephen king praised the film for being an obscure classic noting the film wields an eerie spooky power as wax figures begin to move and come to life i knew which, it <laughs> obviously i knew stephen king loved this one <laughs> yep variety although it has some appropriately menacing music <laughs> and occasionally employs some decent special effects the plot's too loaded with cliches. I think the cliches are fun. Yeah. You know, I like the cliches. And were they cliches in 1979? They're cliches now. Oh, of course. Of but course. I don't know. I don't know. Back then, I feel like this probably would have been very innovative because there wasn't a whole lot of, like, telekinetic stuff. One would think. Yeah. Um, from the concept to individual bits of dialogue to be taken seriously and not silly enough to be regarded as delightfully bad. Right. Unlike right. Sharknado. <laughs> uh, the monthly film bulletin called the film Holy Unimaginative, unimaginative Exercise in Low Budget Horror. Eh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, LA Weekly falls short of perfection but praise for the art direction. Yeah. Um, which, I love it. Yeah. I mean, like I was saying, I'm like, it's kind of dull in some points, but... But I mean, like, even some of the... I mean, then it picks up and you get interested again. Yeah. Like, even some of the classics, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there are parts of Texas Chainsaw Massacre that are boring. Yes. Like, a lot of movies back then had those, like, moments where it's like, okay, this is boring, like, mm-hmm. on to the next thing, please. So, yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, this particular movie reminded me a lot of House of Wax. Yes. The original House of Wax. Yes. Which was actually... I didn't know it was this old, but 1953. Really? Which was actually a remake of the Warner Brothers' 1935 film, Mystery of the Wax Museum. Because I was And then gonna... obviously they remade it in 2005 with Paris Hilton. Right. Well, I was going to ask, I'm like, did this, did this movie, I, I knew about the, I knew about the original, but I couldn't remember what year it was, so I wasn't sure if this inspired House of Wax or if this was inspired by House of Wax, because it's very House similar. It is similar. Yeah. Um, House of Wax came first. Gotcha. Um, but, um, this, like, Live people are becoming mannequins, not necessarily wax figures. Right. Um, but the difference with House of Wax is that they're waxing over people. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is a whole new level of horrible, <laughs> like, exploitation, <laughs> basically. And just turning into, like, a mannequin. Yeah. 
It's fine. <laughs> anyway, so that's pretty much all I got. What do yeah. you What do you have? Well, I was gonna say I because I go on a lot of road trips. Do you have any favorite tourist traps in all the places that you've traveled to, or anyone anyone that you like want to visit? Like well, Hollywood's a pretty good tourist trap. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> that's a whole town. Um, you know. I'm really trying to remember some, and it's very hard because it's been so long since I've really traveled, but, you know, South of the Border is a big... I was just going to say, big, I love South of the Border. South of the Border is a big one. Yeah, I think everybody's seen South of the Border. I want to go um, visit my brother in Florida, and I want to drive just so I can go to South of the Border. Yeah. The last time I yeah. went to South of the Border, I was like eight, and... It was a lot... It's been a long time it's, for me. That place is fucking amazing. It's yeah. so stupid. I love it. But I, I got I got Mexican jumping beans when I was there. I feel like I remember you telling me yes. the story of like that. I, I, like my parents were like, you can pick out like one thing because of course it's a tourist trap. Everything's like super expensive. Mm-hmm. I think we got like chips and salsa and, mm-hmm. and my parents are like, you can get like one thing. And I originally wanted like mariachis, and my mom's like, "No, this is loud as fuck. Like, no, I'm, <laughs> right? not, I'm not gonna. I'm I feel not like your mom would not be. Yeah, okay she's like, I'm not driving to. I'm not driving the rest of the way to Florida with you being like in the back. Like, no, it's not. Like, you're not getting mariachis. Love it. Um, I wanted a sombrero, and she's like, "Where are we gonna put that?" And I was like, "Okay." So I found Mexican jumping beans, and I was like, "They're beans, and they jump. I want these." And my mom, and my mom, I don't think realized like what they actually are, and she was like, "Okay." So I bought them, and the novelty wore off in ten minutes. I I, I did not give a fuck. I had them. I had them in the car for ten minutes. I was fascinated by them. I, at the time, I was like seven or eight, and they're jumping, and I'm like, oh my god, these are amazing. And then like legit, like looked out the window and was like McDonald's, and like totally forgot about them. I we brought them home. They were no longer jumping when I bought them home, but I didn't have the heart to throw them out because I was like, I got these in south of the border. I don't want to throw them out. Like, even though they're not jumping anymore, like, they're still my Mexican jumping beans. And I put them in my drawer. And, like, a week later, I was back at school. And I, like, opened my drawer to get socks to get ready for school. And the thing was moving. And I was like, oh, my God, they're jumping again. They had hatched. They, oh, no! They, Mexican jumping beans are essentially, like, eggs. Yep. Um, and yep. they hatched. And they were flies. And I, I brought I, <laughs> like the heaps oh, and all of the heaps. So I brought them out to my mom, and I was like, "Look, they hatched." <laughs> and, and she was like, oh. <laughs> "Like, oh my god!" So, so we got rid of those. So I will never get Mexican, but I would love to go to South of the Border again. Oh, yes. I love South yes. of the Border. Um, like I've seen like haunted houses. Yeah, you know, things spooky, like that. Spooky World is such a tourist trap. And, uh, yeah, and not I mean, a good not this, one. Yeah, not necessarily here, but like going out west is like haunted houses and stuff. Yeah, there none of them are really good. Yeah, <laughs> um, but other than that, nothing really jumps out. Yeah, you know. I mean, I I love roadside stuff. Like I love. Yeah, so do I. I love it. Like I I went to when I went to Marfa a couple years ago. Um, I. I made a, I based a whole trip to fucking the middle of nowhere in Texas just because I wanted to see the the Prada Marfa in the middle of the desert. <laughs> yeah. I planned a whole fucking week trip just, and I went out there and I looked at it for 20 minutes and I was like, cool. And then went back to my campsite and was like, well, I'm here for another six days. All right. <laughs> but I loved it there. I loved it there. It was like a lot of roadside, like, like shit to look at. They so have a lot of stuff. Yeah. There, yeah. It's, it's super fun. But like, I, I think, I think a South of the Border is like, that's like the quintessential, quintessential tourist, tourist trap. trap. Yeah. Um, 
Santa's Village in Storyland up oh, in New Hampshire. Oh, yeah, Santa's Village. Oh, man. I want to go back so bad before, because they're still open. Yes, they are. And they're doing, at Storyland, they're doing, like, an adults-only night where, oh. like, it's, like, every Friday and Saturday after 6, the kids get kicked out and adults can go and, like, drink and ride the rides. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. I'm like, oh, we should go. <laughs> we should totally go. Yeah. Um, but that's, like, another, like, just, like, it's, like, a shitty amusement park, but so fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so fun. Like, that. that's, like, a New England tourist trap. Yeah. And then, of course, you have things like fucking uh, Quincy Market, like like the bigger, like, things you can skip, like when you go to Boston. Don't, yeah. Don't, Quincy Market sucks. It's so bad. Like, it's, it's so... It's sh- so boring. Faneuil, Faneuil Hall is Faneuil so, Hall is so boring. boring. It's so fucking boring. Yeah. Um, you can just skip right over um, those things. What about the Witch Museum in Salem? <laughs> oh, my... The, the, like, the wax one? Like, that shitty, like, wax The museum? animatronic oh, one I'm thinking of. That one, that one... That hasn't been updated in, like, 50 years. I was gonna say, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that that has remained the same since the witch trials. Like, nothing, <laughs> yes, nothing has changed. Nothing yes. has fucking changed. Yes. That, that's super fun, because it's, like, super cheap to get into, so if you want to go it and, is. like, have a good laugh, it's fun. Um, but, yeah, like, a, a lot of things in Salem are, like... Shitty. I like. I love Salem. I love Salem, but it's so touristy. But it's it's fun. Um. But yeah, there's just there's so many good ones. There's so many fucking good ones. Yeah. They're all a waste of money. Yeah. Most of them aren't worth doing at all. Yeah. Um, I'll still do them. (laughs) Right. Like it's still something fun to do, and and it's a great conversation starter. Yeah. Yeah. Um. This. I also wanted to note that uh, tourist trap because we've talked about it. uh, Rift Tracks did a tourist trap. They did? Yeah. Review. Oh, nice. Super fun. Super funny. I've seen it. It's really, really good. So, get yeah, that on. Yeah, I think... Is it on Full Moon Feature? Where did I see, like, there's a bunch of Rift Tracks um, well, you can, available. Oh, so, uh, Rift Tracks is available. They have their own, like, app on Roku, but yeah. you can get a lot of their stuff on, like, Pluto. They have, like, a oh, full there. selection on Pluto. Like, I've, I've seen... I Maybe it was Prime... I've seen like a bunch of Rift Track stuff yeah, available. Yeah, super watch. fun. The yeah. Tourist Trap one's really fun, and I think I, that's available on Prime right now. But this movie itself is available on Peacock, Pluto. You can get it pretty much anywhere. Shutter, like it's it's great. It's pretty available, and I highly recommend it. It's just like it's an old timey seventies horror flick. Chuck, yeah, Chuck Connors, he can't go wrong. Guys, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I mean, you don't have to get. It's not something you have to like get invested in. It's yeah. just you know something. To, Background some noise campy. if you need it. Yeah, yeah, it's campy and silly and fun, and yeah. I I the genuinely love was it. Generally decent. Yeah, you know, amongst all of them. Yeah, not just not just Chuck Connors. Chuck Connors, <laughs> <laughs> the rifle man. Um, so Steph, you actually prepared a recipe this week for for the movie. Um, mm-hmm. do you want to get into that one? Yes. Okay. Well. In the spirit of tourist traps and road trips, I decided to do a classic staple from the roadside diner. All right. We all love diner food, right? I do love diner food. So I was going to go, or was, well, I did, go with <laughs> buffalo chicken, but then wanted to switch it up instead of, like, buffalo wings. So I decided to do a buffalo chicken quesadilla. Oh, hell yeah. So I made my own buffalo sauce, because I'm a saucier, as I mentioned in the last episode. <laughs> I made my own blue cheese. Oh, my gosh. Um, for dipping. Um, <laughs> so with this recipe, what you're going to, so you need, obviously you need cheese, like, you know, cheddar. Yeah. It's a quesadilla. So, you know, you take your, your flour tortillas, you butter, um, heat up your pan, you know, throw butter in there, uh, tortilla, flat tortilla in there, 
um, layer of cheese, layer of chicken, layer of cheese, top of the tortilla. Yep. Cook it for about two minutes or until it's like a golden brown on the bottom. Flip it, cook it for another two minutes, you're done. Um, I used shredded chicken. Um, I actually slow cooked the chicken. Oh my god! Uh, so I slow cooked it, um, and obviously, you know, a slow cooker, and threw my buffalo sauce. So let it um, soak and cook in the buffalo sauce. The buffalo sauce itself, it's very easy to make. Gen- generally, it's butter and hot sauce. Yeah, that is it. Um, mine has a splash of Worcestershire, um, a tiny bit of garlic powder, cayenne pepper. Hell yeah. Um, two tablespoons of vinegar because it's a vinegary hot, you know? Yeah. Um, and I threw in a couple of spoonfuls of Andy's hot sauce (laughs) because why not? Okay. Oh boy. So basically, that's how you make it. You rinse, repeat until <laughs> you're out of ingredients. So we might have ten quesadillas by the end of this. I was just like, Andy's hot sauce is so intense. Like it's so intense. I tried it earlier. That's what I was trying earlier. It's fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> Trust me. You like spice, Ash. I do. You I, said it I many, know. many I a love, time. I love spice. I love spice. I just remember. We'll just make sure we'll give you a glass of milk. <laughs> I just. I remember. I remember like. Taking like the pinky test in the hot sauce once yeah. and was like in tears. See, <laughs> see what, when you have it just straight like that, it's rough. Yeah. But when you have like you know it's diluted with other things. Okay. It helps like <laughs> level it out a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. So like this particular sauce, you could definitely taste his sauce in it. So and of course that is just you know we make hot sauce every year right with all the hot peppers and we smoke them all. Blend them all together. I think he throws in a peach and a mango, I guess. Yeah. Um, and some vinegar, and that's it. But I, I don't really know. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> it changes. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to, you know, let you know what portions go into it or anything like that. But um, he's probably going to kill me when he hears that I just <laughs> released a secret. It's not a secret. Hot sauce is, how to make hot sauce is not a secret. However... It's very good. I forget who it it's was. I forget who it was on Hot Ones when they got to that one that makes everybody like deathly cry. <laughs> I think it's called like the bomb or something. And everybody, yeah, it, it might have been Pedro Pascal was saying something about like my my butthole's gonna like my butthole's gonna hate me later. So as yeah. as soon, that's why I was laughing so hard because as soon as you said Andy's hot sauce is going in it, I was like, no, my butthole. <laughs> Um, oh, people I work with listen to this. I can't wait for them to get to lovely. that Lovely. <laughs> I love it. Um, the blue cheese. Yeah. Right? Okay. So you have you have your crumb. Well, I use crumble blue cheese. You can use, like, the brick. It might be easier to mash. You yeah. take half of it. It's, like, three ounces, roughly. I'd say, like, a third of a cup. Um, maybe a little bit more. Take half of it. Smash it with a fork. Right? And then you put heavy cream. Mm-hmm. A couple of tablespoons of that. Um, sour cream. Um, lemon juice. You know, I have this written down. <laughs> I'm going re- to reference the notebook. Kosher salt and coarsely ground black pepper. All right. Um, oh, and olive oil. So you mash the half of the blue cheese. You put all that shit together. You mix that up till it's blended. And then you put the rest of the blue cheese in and then mix it up again. And then there you have it. That's I'm blue cheese. Dressing. so excited. I, I love spice. 
I love buffalo chicken. Like, when, because when, you had messaged me, I thought we were doing tenders, and then you're like, I'm doing a buffalo chicken quesadilla, and you couldn't see my reaction, no. but, but I can show it to you, like, now. The audience can't see it, but you said we're doing quesadillas, and I was like, Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Because I love, I love a good buffalo chicken quesadilla. It's yeah. like my favorite kind. It's very good. Uh, so I'm very, very excited to try this. Yes. The the recipe for this is going to be up on our Instagram. That is at Baking to the Bee Movies. Um, we'll have everything you need, how to do it step by step, some photos for reference. If you guys try it and want to send us pictures, we are at Gmail. I keep forgetting that we have. Like I check it weekly, which I should probably check it a little bit more often. But like. Does anybody actually email? I've gotten, like, a couple of emails. <laughs> I have, nice. like, people with, like, suggestions and recommendations or, like... Do you hey, take any of those suggestions or recommendations, Ashley? <laughs> um, well, actually, someone someone had weighed in and they said that we should do a movie that we're actually doing the season. So, I, yeah, so I was like, oh, great. Well, like, let's not spoil and it. Yeah, I, I, almost, I almost let the cat out of the bag. But we are doing the movie this season, so I'm very oh. excited for that. Um, so, yeah, I get a couple emails. Some people be like, oh, you should try this recipe with this. And, you know, it's it's things to consider, but... We always appreciate feedback, unless you're going to be a dick. Like, don't be a dick. <laughs> don't be a if you're going to be a dick, we're not. If you're going to, I'll be a dick right back. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm. There a, is that. <laughs> I am. A, I am a professional internet troll. Um, <laughs> it's a side hustle. Um, so yeah, the the recipe is going to be up on our Instagram. Um, again, we are at Baking to the B Movies on Instagram. Baking to B Movies on. I, I'm going to call it Twitter. I know it's called X now, but it's Twitter. Everybody on the planet is still going We're to gonna call it We're going to keep calling Twitter. it Twitter. It's like, um, like calling something X doesn't make it edgy, Elon Musk. Yeah. I, I love that this is the second episode in a row that we've been like, fucking Elon. Just Didn't he change the icon too? Yeah, it's hideous. It's I have a, it on my phone. It's hideous. Because I, I have us on Twitter. Why? Because he's, he's a 16-year-old trapped in a 50-year-old man's body. Yeah. Like, it's it's brutal. Um yeah, he mustn't drown a single girl when he was a kid. It's it's just it's one of those things where it's like think of think of the think of the rich kid that was in your high school. Oh, I hated him. Because the rich kid was, <laughs> he was always a dick. the rich kid was always so like out of touch with what was funny and not funny and they just thought that like because they had money that they were clever and everybody liked them because yeah. they were clever. And it's like no, everybody everybody pretends to like you because you can because, get them stuff. You yeah, can buy them things. Yeah. And then just imagine that that kid grew up and like bought a social media app. And it's like, now I can be really funny and just misses the mark every motherfucking time. That's Elon Musk. Because he's awkward and weird. Because he looks like, speaking of, I know that this movie has to do with like wax figurines and melty looking people. Elon Musk right up there. Elon Musk would have been a great background actor in this movie. Fuck him. I hate him. And if anybody wants to come at me, crypto bros want to come at me. All this, all this, you invested your child's college fund into fucking Bitcoin. Like, Relax. <laughs> I need to eat something. I'm hangry. <laughs> like, reel it in, Ashley. This is why you can't do this on your own because you need someone to level you. I know. Out. I know. This this episode would have been like three hours. <laughs> you remember? Remember, like when Alex Jones would go off on like a tangent and like it would go viral because like people would be posting videos of him like sweating through his clothes while he was screaming. That's me. Yes. <laughs> That's me. Just screaming about Bitcoin or whatever, crypto. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, again, thank you guys so much for being here with us today. Take everything she says with a grain of salt. I mean. I mean, don't get me wrong, Ashley. I agree with every damn thing you say. Like, I'm fuck? just a little bit more subdued about it. Oh, okay. So, um, so, thank you guys so much for being here with us today. Um, we are going to be back in a couple weeks with a brand new episode, a brand new recipe. Um, you can follow us. Again, we're on social media, but... Also, the podcast itself is available wherever you get your podcasts. So we are on SoundCloud, Audible, 
we have an RSS feed which archives everything, so that's super convenient, super yeah. easy. I wanted to say one thing, and it may be just because I have this outlet to do it now. If it weren't for the writers and the actors, we wouldn't have these movies. WGA SAG. <laughs> no, oh yeah, no. Hashtag. Don't don't cross that picket line. Like stand in support with the people that make the entertainment. I that would we... not have a podcast for them uh, if it weren't for them. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so we wouldn't we wouldn't have like even though we even though we talk about some terrible movies. I mean, like really bad movies. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Those movies were created by people who worked really hard mm-hmm. and put a lot of time and effort and money and like their own money into things and they had a vision and a dream and, and they did it and, and they deserve to get compensated fairly yeah. regardless of, you know, their title or <laughs> how successful something is and I think it's I think it's a travesty that you have billionaire CEOs that Yeah, you know who doesn't who doesn't make these movies? Those guys. Yeah. So yeah. There's that. And thank God, because they would be terrible. We need we need Okay, we gotta reel it back in Ash. Okay, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, do not cross that picking line. Stand stand firm with the hashtag tag. Yeah, stand firm with the the writers, the crew, the actors who are getting underpaid because of streaming services. Like everybody Mm -hmm. deserves to be able to afford food and a place to live and not have to worry about where their next meal is coming from. And I think it's just horrible that yeah, CEOs... Yeah, they are also workers. Yeah. Running the country. Yeah. And they, and they are the, the reason they are the reason that we have so much stuff to talk about and mm-hmm. so many things to watch and enjoy. So yeah. stand in solidarity, solidarity with them and don't cross that picket line because you're a <laughs> fucking douche if you do. <laughs> Reel it back in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so hungry. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're going to stop this. We're going to go get some delicious food and we will see you on the flippity flop. My name is Ashley. My name is Steph. This has been Baking to the B Movies. Bye. Bye.